I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder, and today we have something exceedingly special for you. Today, well, it was with permission, but I kind of hijacked Dean Sykes program. We did a program together that's just, it, you know, it gives a lot of background. I don't talk about myself very much. And he, he kind of whittled it out of me, you know. And so we, it gives a little bit of background of this ministry and my background and where I'm coming from. And I just thought I'd it would bless you to, to hear a little bit more about it, some more details. And so uh, join us today. And we're going to have a good time. And you're going to learn a little bit about spiritual fatherhood and how to get connected to a ministry so that, you know, you may be a called to be a car salesman or in real estate, but you're still called and, uh, and have the ability to be on the front lines in ministry. And you do that through partnership with a frontline ministry. So you hear a little bit more about that and it's gonna bless you and we had a great time and you will too. So come on in, sit down, grab you a cup of coffee or something and let's get into the word. I'm going to introduce you to a dear, dear friend of mine who I would imagine a lot of you will recognize his face. You may not know his name or his ministry yet completely, but you're getting ready to because this gentleman has been chosen by God to do something that, well, no one else is getting to do this. And he was chosen, I believe, first and foremost, for his heart. I, I, this, this gentleman's heart is just so tender before the Lord. And so today it is my, my pleasure to introduce to you a dear friend of mine, Dr. David Weeder. Dean, thank you so much. I I'm appreciate so it. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be an awesome program. It is. When the, when the Lord, you and I were at Southwest Believers Convention, yep. and uh, you were helping me out on something, and the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, I want him on your broadcast. Praise God. And I, I invited you, and you were able to work it out with, with the schedule that you keep, and Let's just maybe just because of time, I want to just get, I want to just jump right in. Okay. You certainly you've you've had your own practice. You you've done that, but for a long time now, you have been the armor bearer mm -hmm. for what we know to be the general of faith, the top level general, <laughs> Brother Kenneth Copeland. Well, yeah, this is the twenty first year. Wow. I started traveling full time with him uh, in nineteen ninety eight. My goodness. And, uh, but it goes back a little further than that. Take even. us there. Well, uh, my mom and dad moved here from Pennsylvania when I was about five years old. Okay. And um, they were introduced to the ministry, actually through Brother Jerry Savelle's ministry. Okay. They went to the, one of our neighbors told my mom and dad about Brother Jerry's church. We had just, just opened up. So we went there, and it wasn't too long before they had a meeting and introduced to Brother Copeland's meeting. Right. Well, my mom started working there and this was way back at that Lake Arlington property. God, and there were very few, very few people on staff. Right. Well, about that time is when pastors George and Terry Pearsons right. met and were dating and they ended up babysitting me. 
And so you can't make this stuff. No, I, I mean, I, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, God picked me and put me in position. And yeah. trust me, there is no one on the planet any more surprised than me. <laughs> but, but he did. But he did. Yeah. He did. And uh, so I grew up, obviously, I was five. I turned six yeah. while she was working there and and uh, they were babysitting me. And I would, uh, you know, Pastor George was the head of the art department right, right. at the time. And so he would bring me in and, and he'd be sitting. This was before computers. Yeah. <laughs> Where art <laughs> departments are concerned. Yes. So there was this big easel of paper and he would sit there and and work on his designs. Well, he'd sit me on his knee mm. and put a little piece of paper down there and I'd try my best to copy what he was doing. And he sent me a picture not too long ago that he found where he and Brother Copeland were proofing a, a text that he had done. Right. And in the background on his office wall was one of the little pictures that I oh, had wow. drawn. Isn't so, that special? That, so that was pretty neat. So I grew up uh, obviously uh, in and around the Word of Faith, mm. um, Brother Copeland and going to the meetings and, and everything. And then uh, fast forward to after my wife Lynn and I got married and we moved down here, actually went to chiropractic college mm -hmm. in Dallas and, and immediately went back to the church to see George the Great Artist right. and uh, started serving there, uh, graduated from chiropractic college. And um, it wasn't too long after that. And uh, uh, Brother Copeland was up to the church doing a meeting and uh, Pastor George, you know, re reunited us. Right. Uh, Brother Copeland knew me when we were at Lake Arlington because I used to ride my big wheel around the parking lot down there. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'd be in the office, he'd walk through and tussle my hair and call me Tiger and ask me how I was doing and all that. Well, Pastor George reintroduced us and pretty much immediately I started traveling mm. Uh, with Brother Copeland full time as personal assistant, and nowadays he just he just shortcuts the titles and everything whenever he introduces so when me. So when he does introduce, what does he say? Yeah, he says he'll he'll we'll go somewhere and and he'll say now this talking about me. He'll point to me and say this is we. <laughs> he said when I say we are going to do this and we are going to do that, he said this is we. This so, is we. So that's my that's my official title. We is we. Yeah. It works really well. It, it, it fits. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, Twenty something plus years into the journey, it's still it's still we. Huh? So we. Yeah. Well, you know, when you when you think about all of the opportunities that God gives you to to see the ministry that that the Copelands have, but you also get the honor, I think, of seeing the others, the behind the scenes. I do, and and it's really again, nobody's more surprised about this than right? than I am. I'm a little boy from nowhere, you know. Yep. But it was just several years ago, oh, probably 10 years ago or so now, that uh, it was decided that I would, I would, I'm going to go everywhere mm. that he goes, you know. And, and so I get to see how he handles various situations, both, both when uh, serious situations arise in their family life or their personal life. Mm -hmm. I get to see how he deals with that. You know, it's, it's one thing to say you're going to deal with something from the platform. Right. But it's another thing to actually do it yeah. Yeah. when a life and death situation comes up in your face. Yeah. And he does. And I've watched that year in, year yeah. out. You know, he's the same. Consistently yeah. constant. That's good. You know, and also just various ministry situations, you mm. know, where, where he's uh, had to minister to other ministers or to situations right. in ministry and make course corrections mm -hmm. and things like that. And I've gotten to be the, 
the, the person in the corner watching yep. and observing yep. and listening yep. and and um, been so blessed where Amen. he'll pull me aside and say, now this is this is why I did that, mm-hmm. you know, and show me the yep. the principle yep. behind Foundation. it. And so P- people ask me a lot. They go, you know, you have this relationship. What's he really like? And I can say that, you know, from and I'm not with him nearly like you are. You're with him every day. But from what I have seen up close and personal is he's like Jesus. He's the same yesterday, mm-hmm. today, and forever. He, I, I see constancy. In yep. So God chose you to do that. He, he's allowed you to travel the world. And not just as I, I watch you. It's not that you're just traveling with him. You're ministering. I mean, when he's at the, working those altar calls, you're right there with him, adding your faith. And to the person maybe yes. watching the day that's maybe not, they're not out on the front right now. Maybe they are the person behind the scenes and they're wondering, does my, does my contribution count? What would you, look into that camera if you would, what would you say to that person? Well, for one thing, the principle does count and it was established by God during King David's mm-hmm. reign. Even if you can't be on the front line, you can be on the front line. Yep, absolutely. Through partnership. Partnership. You've got to be a partner yep. with somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got to pray and find out who God would have you be partners with, but I guarantee you there is somebody, some minister, some frontline minister that you are supposed to be partners with because that's the way God designed it. That's right. And you can be, you may be assigned by God to deal in real estate. Mm-hmm. But you can still be on the front line, five-fold ministry, through partnership. Through partnership. There's nothing like it. I mean, it's a God principle, and it'll stand the test of time forever. It will. And um, one other thing, uh, you know, just because I've been in this place that God has has, has put me, people think, oh, sure, yeah, he gets, you know, he's, he's there day in, day out. I mean, you know, he's got an advantage. But, you know, the same advantage Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Mm. He was writing a letter right. to somebody, yep. to a whole church, yep. and said, you have not many fathers That's right. in the faith. Let's look at that. Yeah, I, I have it right here. <clears throat> For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Many fathers. Now... What I want to point out is, even though you're not there day in, day out, check out what he says. He says, though you not have many uh, thousand instructors in Christ, yet have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's writing a letter to a church. They're not there right with him day in and day out. But he has begotten them through the teaching of the word. But look at this. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers Mm -hmm. of me. Now, I've heard a lot of people, bless their, (laughs) Brother Hagin used to say, bless their darling hearts (laughs) and stupid heads. (laughs) He could get away with that. He could get away with that. (laughs) I've heard them say, well, I don't follow anybody but Jesus. Well, that's not scriptural. No. You have spiritual fathers for a reason. That's right. And Paul said, be you followers of me. Yep. That's a good example. That's the first thing I wanted to bring out there. But look, for this cause. Now, this is how if you consider Brother Copeland, your spiritual father, Mm -hmm. or Brother Creflo, Mm -hmm. or anybody that you consider your spiritual father, this is how you honor them. For this cause, 
have I sent unto you Timothy, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord. Well, how is he faithful in the Lord? Who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ as I teach everywhere Mm -hmm. in every church. Yep. That's how you honor your spiritual father. That's a good word. You don't you don't go off trying to find a different way or a different no. thing. Brother Keith Moore blessed me so thoroughly. Uh, a couple years ago, he was uh, addressing a group, and there were ministers in there. And he said, you know, we've got so many uh, up-and-coming ministers and, and, and people in general who are like, I'm looking for the next revelation. I'm looking for the... He said this. He said, wherever God has placed you... Yeah. Get that. That revelation. Get that. Yep. And that's what we see Paul t- in, uh, saying here. Yep. Timothy was counted a faithful son because mm-hmm. he, rem- he, he, he brought him in remembrance of what, he, what Paul taught. You know, years ago, uh, this has probably been, I don't know, 14 years ago, maybe maybe 12, I, was, um, I went away to a little lake house just to spend the night, and I, need, I needed to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And we were going through some stuff, and everything I was trying wasn't working. And I, I was I was on this quest. I, I knew God wanted to talk to me, and I was in a hurry to get up to this little lake house and I grabbed a computer, my briefcase, and I just I drove up the interstate about an hour, hour and a half, and walked in by myself, and was just grabbed some my computer out, and I realized that I had left paper. I was I like to write. I left all my paper. And the Lord said, if you go down the hallway to the first bedroom, go in, there's a piece of furniture, go three, three doors down, there's paper. I just did it. Sure enough, there was paper. <laughs> in my briefcase, I had left every pen I had at home except one. I had a red pen. He said, use the red pen. It's the only one you've got. And then, David, I began to just worship God. I began to pray in tongues. And I began to just, just trust God. As I knew he wanted to talk. And I began to write. And about four hours later, I stopped writing. Woke up the next morning, wrote for about three or four more hours. I would pray in tongues. I would worship God. And I would write. When I was through, he went, I went back over and he said, as I was writing, he said, the reason I instructed you to use the red pen, words in red in my book are from me. This is not you talking. This is me. Praise and he God. talked directly to me about my spiritual father and word of faith. Yeah. You know, that's what we are. We're, we, we, we are word of faith people. We just take our faith and put it on the word. And so in that, I say all that to say that that was a turning point for our ministry because I had to make a decision. This is it. I'm not moved by anything. Yeah. This this one thing that we're talking about today, you know, this is where we are. This is who our spiritual family is. This is what we believe. When when you're not traveling with Brother Copeland, because of what we're talking about here, God's opening up doors for you and David Weeder Ministries to go travel and minister yourself. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, <laughs> I had, uh, you know, I was real comfortable behind the scenes. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Several years ago, we were at a meeting, and I was, I was uh, in my prayer time in the morning. I was just praying in tongues. I, be, uh, I believe perhaps it was Norval Hayes used to say, you know, I was just praying in tongues, minding my own business, you yeah, know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord said, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. And I was a little slow to catch on. I was like, yes, sir. Yes, absolutely. Yes, amen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, um, I've placed you in a position of almost total immersion. Mm. In my word of faith, you know, traveling with Brother Copeland mm-hmm, sure. you know, everywhere he goes. He said, if you don't begin to give out, then what's in you 
will begin to stagnate and become unfruitful in your own life. And you know, really, you know, scripturally speaking, that adds up to the, the talents. Sure, it does. Talk about you that. know the parable of the talents. You know, the the um, the the master went away on a long journey. He gave one five. He gave one mm-hmm. uh, two, and he gave one one. Well, if you look it's in that in that scripture in in Matthew twenty five, it says that the 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 servant with the five went and traded. Mm-hmm. And gave gained five more. Right. Well, if you look up that word "traded" in the Greek, it has work and it has you know things like that, but it also has minister. Wow. And I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. You know, he worked it and he ministered it and he yeah. gained and produced more. Yeah. More was given to yeah. him when he went out. Praise God. But the one that was afraid, hmm. he told his master, "I was afraid." Right. He went and hid it. Yeah. He didn't do anything with it. He kept it all. Well, you're talking you know, he to somebody. He kept it all hit up. This is a word. And the the word calls him a wicked, slothful servant. And that was taken away. That. That, that which he had, the one that mm-hmm. he had, was taken away from him. Yeah. It began to stagnate, became unfruitful. So you hear that, and what do you do about so, it? Uh, so, <laughs> so, well, I argued. Well, that's what, what I did. Let me ask you this, doctor. How did that work out? <laughs> not, not so well, but I tried. I tried. I said, Lord, I, you know, and, and uh, you know, you've been around the ministry, so yeah. you know how, you know, people talk and yep. things like that. And so I was always cautious about that. But finally, I mean, he just wouldn't leave me alone. He's bringing it up to me 60, 70 times a day, I mean, you know, mm. my thoughts. And so I finally, I went to Brother Copeland and I said, well, let me back up just a little bit. I said, Hey, you know, he told me about giving out, and I said, "Well, sir, I said you've you've you signed me here. You haven't assigned me to you know go out full time preaching." I said, "What do you want me to do about it?" And so he talked to me about you know carrying a video camera around in my pocket, you know, with the phone. Yep. He said, "You know, get you a tripod and a microphone." He said, "You can record messages in any hotel room in the world." Okay, hadn't thought about that, you know. But anyway, I was still resistant, and so finally, I went to Brother Copeland about it, and I told him what I felt the Lord had said. And, he just kind of looked at me. You know how he does. He just, yep. you know, looked at me. And finally he said, well, I don't know what you're talking to me about. It. You need to get your job done, <laughs> you know. And then it wasn't too long after that where I was driving him home from a meeting, and we're just driving along, you know, and he's sitting over there, and all of a sudden he looks over at me and he said, David, you're going to start in- getting invitations to speak, and you need to go do it. Amen. And I was like, okay, that's yes, sir. plain enough. <laughs> well, that's a spiritual father talking to you. Huh? That's absolutely right. That's and absolutely when, he, right. when he speaks... Those times that he calls or says something, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. If I, if I get a phone call and he says something to me about it, whatever it is, it's, mm-hmm. I take it to the Lord, but it's, it's, it has never not been God. It right. is 100% Absolutely. time. And then as things progressed, I mean, you know, um, he ordained me yep. Yep. Uh, last year, and that was a magnificent, what an honor yes. you know, to, to me. Like I said, it's just one of those things. I just keep going back to it. I'm more... I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm more amazed about it than anybody. I guarantee it. But as you, as you, when you're not traveling with with Brother Copeland and, and KCM, and you're out on your, your churches, conferences, I mean all of the above. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, I'll go anywhere the Lord tells me to do. I'll Amen. preach at the drop of a hat, and like yeah. Brother Copeland says, sometimes I'll throw the hat down to get to preach. So I mean, you know, <laughs> it's in you. It's in me. It's, it's in, in me. And yeah. you know, Brother Copeland told me years and years ago before I knew any of this. You know, he we were we were going somewhere, and we were on the plane, and just. He was walking past me, and he turned around, and he got his finger out, and he pointed to me. He said, you are going to have to learn how to fly to accomplish everything that the Lord's calling you to do. 
And so, you know, over the last several years, I've done that. Well, now I know why, because even yeah. even though I'm flying, you know, small planes and things like that, it's still a lot faster, a lot faster. than trying to drive it. And now I'm, you know, I'm fitting it in between, yep. Yep. you know, other trips. Yep. And, and so, man, I got to I got to land and get and go and come back and <laughs> go again. <laughs> you know, the Lord told me a long time ago, aviation in ministry does three things. It allows us to go further, mm-hmm. reach more people mm-hmm. and get home faster to our families. That's right. And it's a tool. It's, it's a time machine in reality. I mean, Absolutely. just just today alone, I left Chattanooga at seven o'clock. Been in a couple of cities here in Texas, get to be with you, and I'll be home for a late dinner this evening. That's right. And only only, only God could provide that kind of transportation. Yeah, so. That's right. We've got about two minutes before this, I knew this program would come and go way too fast. <laughs> I, I would really appreciate it for the for for the young person out there today who really wants to do something in ministry, who feels like they just know they're called, but they're not really sure what to do. What do you say to that young person? As you know, we that's who we minister to the most of who just would love to be sitting where you're sitting or traveling with a brother Copeland or having their own ministry, take a minute, minute and a half, and just whatever's in your heart. Well, you got to get plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be some ministry that you are drawn to. Yes. You know, a, a ministry that you just, you get excited every time you think about that ministry mm-hmm. or, or, or there's, you're, just, you're just intrigued about it or something. Follow that leading. Yeah. You know, there's a reason for that. Follow that leading and get plugged into that ministry and serve. Yep. You have to sow in order to reap the harvest Amen. Of, of ministry. Yeah. You know? And you get plugged in and you listen. And you listen and you listen. Faith cometh by hearing. Yeah. And hearing by the word of God. Yes, sir. And you just totally immerse yourself in that ministry and in that word and submit yourself as a spiritual father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and like we read in First Corinthians chapter four, right? You know, learn, get that yeah. <laughs> wherever the Lord is planning you, and yeah. wherever you are drawn to and called to, get that. Amen. Don't just be a casual, you know, one Sunday a month, you right. know, because it, it makes me feel better. Yep. You know, get that, get plugged in, and then as as Paul told Timothy in in Second Timothy chapter two, teach it. Yeah. Re- come up. To the point where you you don't have to be milk all the time. Right. Come up to the point of meat and mature so that you can teach it to other faithful men. Amen. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, and you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at one 800 988 5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.